Hello Friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up X or go boot up Instagram and click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band or for your business, please hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing, or if you want to get in contact with them, please email them, contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. You can thank me later. On today's episode, we had to track down our good friend Pat Kennedy, plays in a band called No Pressure, also plays in another band called Light Years. And this one was special for me because in 2023, No Pressure was my number one most streamed artist of the year. So for me to be able to have someone from the band on the podcast, it just meant a lot to me. Uh, But it was fun because 2023, No Pressure, my most streamed artist. And end of 2023, I traveled to Bogota with Jeff and with Carl Gunhouse. And we go to the 100% Hardcore Festival and No Pressure's headlining one night. So I thought it was uh, this weird, like serendipitous thing that like, you know, one of my most uh, favorite bands, my most streamed artists of the year. I get to see them at the end of the year, uh, which I didn't plan it out that way. It, it just happened. And it, it was so awesome. The, the The set was sick. If you go watch the Bogota vlogs, there's a snippet from their set. I have more videos. Maybe I'll upload them later. But if not, um, their set will be uploaded in the future, hopefully by feet first. I'll have to tap in with Jeff to see what's going on over there. But that night... I was leaving the venue and I saw Pat sitting in this hallway and I, I I wouldn't have forgiven myself if I didn't say something to him just because I'm such a huge fan and any thing that I've ever heard about Pat is that he's just uh, such a nice guy overall. So in my mind, I was like, all right, this interaction can't be that bad. So on my way out, I just, you know, gave him his flowers, told him about, uh, how much I love No Pressure, and I had asked him to come on the podcast, and he was down. So uh, I, I was uh, so happy when he said that he was down. So I'm very happy that I talked to him that night. So uh, this is another installment of Bogota on on the podcast. I'm, I'm seriously such a fan of Bogota, and I literally cannot wait to go back later this year. Uh, but this conversation was awesome. If you're a fan of Light Years, if you're a fan of No Pressure, I think you're going to enjoy this one. Or if you're not, if you're not familiar, please hit pause, go boot up Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, YouTube, whatever you listen to music with, and go check out Light Years. They last put out a single in 2021, which I think is only available on Bandcamp. Um, that single was awesome. No pressure. Obviously, they uh, you know uh, consistently put out good music, so go listen to everything that they have. And then come back here and listen to Pat and I nerd out about our favorite uh, pop punk bands throughout the years. We talked about Blink-182 and our encounters with them. And it was just it was just such a great time. And I'm very happy that we did it. And I'm very much looking forward to doing it again in the future. So please strap in. Enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Pat Kennedy to the show.
right. And we're, we're recording. Welcome to the podcast. Pat, how's it going? Good, man. Thanks for having me. No, Thank this you. is uh, very exciting for me because uh, just like I, I told you in Bogota, uh, you know, 2023 out of all the music that I listened to on Spotify, No Pressure was my number one most streamed artist of the year. So it's um, an honor to have somebody from the band on today. So uh, thank you so oh, much for being yeah. down. Yeah, thanks, man. Let's go. Bogota was crazy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Th- th- that was my uh, first time, uh, you know, going to Bogota, uh, experiencing anything like that. And I, I know you guys were on a run, you know, to to the fest. So, can you talk about what your experience was like? Was that your first time down there? That was that was my first time. Um, Regulate had done it before, so Harry knew the ropes and. Uh, but I was, I had a great time. It was, uh, we hit Brazil, which was insane. All the comments being like, come to Brazil. Definitely. We're telling the truth because they went hard. Uh, the show was nuts. But, uh, then we hit Chile. Uh, I'm stupid, but that show was cool. Um, uh, but yeah, we got to spend a lot of time in Colombia. Uh, we had, you know, a couple of days off before the fest that weekend and, uh, just learning, and being around people down there was awesome. The scenery was crazy. I didn't expect it to be so, it's like in a mountain range around you and the weather was ideal for me. I loved it. Yeah, nobody warned me about the altitude. And <laughs> I, I was, yeah, yeah I, I, I was tripping out because I, I, it made me like really self-conscious because I didn't find out about altitude till after the fact. So while I was yeah. there, when I was walking around, I was like, man, why am I so sweaty? Why am I so like out of breath? Like yes. I, I need to get in shape or something's like going on here. But then come to find out we're at some like crazy altitude and I just had no idea. Yeah. I had the same experience. I was like loading in like a one guitar and I was like, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> like I am out of shape, but I am out of shape. <laughs> Yeah. It was sweet. Okay, and um, I had a lot of fun at the fest, but I, I kind of wanted uh, you know put you know that on pause and kind of build back up to that. Uh, but I, I want to go back to the summer of 2012, if you can remember that far back. 2012, yeah, that's many moons ago. <laughs> yeah, I, you uh, also played a band called uh, Light Years, and you guys had a, a really awesome summer tour. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. And for me, uh, and I always have to tell the story because um, back then I was like on like the, you know, pop punk blogs and uh, just finding out music uh, that way uh, at that point in time. And I remember I was really into uh, Turnover, uh, still a fan of the mm-hmm. band to this day. But but back then I, I was really into Turnover and I, I had to like try to convince friends to go to that tour. Everybody yeah. called me crazy. They're like, we've never heard of any of these bands. Like, we're definitely not going to go. <laughs> So I was like, whatever. I was like, I can't miss this because like I am really into it. And then I remember, uh, you know, being in line, and that's how like I, you know, I found out about like Citizen and Light Years because you know yeah. uh, everybody were, were, were talking about those bands. But I was really just happened with Turnover at that time. So getting to experience something like that, uh, you know, very early on, and then uh, you know, like years later, like your friends, those same friends that turned me down to go to the show would, would try to tell me about Turnover, and I'm just like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> like, don't even don't even yeah. talk to me. Um, I've been <laughs> but can you talk about what that tour was like for you? Because I, I just think, uh, you know, it was uh, like a great group of bands for that time to to be together on tour. Oh, dude, it was awesome. Um, we so I, being from Ohio, like years had known Citizen for a little bit, and then uh, through Citizen met Turnover because they were doing the Run for Cover stuff, and they brought up doing the tour. And at the time, it made sense. It was cool. Like you know, they were a little bit bigger at the time than us. 
And, uh, but I, it's funny to see how both those bands kind of blew up really big and they're like kind of household names in the punk world, but, or turnovers doing their, their other stuff now. But, uh, the tour was like so long for the time and we were so poor and just, yeah, like we had to wait. The tour had to start a specific date because the Nick Ham had to graduate high school before we could leave. So like they were super young. Um, but it was just one of those tours where it was like everyone's hanging out every day. The shows were honestly pretty awesome for that time. Um, like they were pretty small, intimate shows that, you know, you were lucky to go see them at that size. But uh, even when they were bad, we didn't care because it was just like having fun. We I specifically remember we tried to fit all bands in like one hotel room because we were trying to save money and like mm-hmm. no one had a place to stay. So there was way too many people. I remember, I think I ended up sleeping in the van that night anyway, but just stuff like that, uh, swimming, it was a crazy summer for sure. And I'm glad I'm still friends with all those guys today. And it's cool to see what they've done. Both those bands have gotten pretty huge. So it's pretty sweet. Okay. Light years didn't, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I, okay. I, I, and you guys are still a band, right? Not super active, yeah. but still do stuff. Not super active. Everyone's old. Um, Two of the guys have kids now, so it's not really a front burner anymore. But like, we'll, we'll hang out all the time. We'll jam. I'm trying to do maybe just like an EP or something. So it's not we didn't officially break up, but it's definitely not like it was for sure. But we're still we're still doing something. We'll play like one show a year. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome because I I, I love that style of music obviously i, I solo that style of music to this day um you know and like last year you guys celebrated 10 years for i won't hold this against you which is a cool milestone because you know there's a lot yeah. of bands that can't even make it 10 years yeah for sure at this point it's kind of like i don't know what else to do so you know i don't want to like call it and not have a band and because that's like kinda, when we get together it's just like oh we'll just jam you know so but yeah thanks man it's been fun yeah, honestly, I I felt like uh, you guys still have it because back in twenty twenty one, you guys put out. Uh, I, I guess it's fair to call it a single for the Riffs for Tots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't know if that like did anything, but it was just that uh, we recorded it ourselves and kind of sent it to our friend to mix and popped it out. It was our friend was doing like a benefit, and we're like, I, we got this song. We can do. I, I really like that song, so they're not good. Yeah, no, I like hearing that. Obviously, for a, a band that uh, is around for a long time and has like an extended discography, sometimes they you know will experiment or try to change their sound. But I feel like you know through the history of Light Years, like you guys, uh, you know, had a good track. I think that, that there wasn't really anything that I listened to that turned me off or thought you guys uh, you know had lost it. Uh, so even back in 2021, when you guys put that out, I was like, dang, like this is uh, awesome that there's still you know. Uh, you know, that they can get to this well and still produce something that's good quality and not just putting something out like beating a dead horse. It's like, no, I feel like you guys still you know have something there. Damn, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, that, that was kind of the, the goal. We just if we like it, we'll do it. If it you know, we're not trying to get crazy and get in our shoegaze phase. So <laughs> we're good. <laughs> the shoegaze phase, which, you know, Dude, the, there's I'm very word. picky <laughs> when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Not not my favorite type of show to go to live gets very like low energy and just uh yeah yeah for sure no stage dives <laughs> <laughs> yeah Weird or like the, the random people that do stage dive is like just it's, it's just so confusing yeah um, yeah what are you doing <laughs> okay well uh, 
can you talk about no pressure? Can you, can you talk about like the beginning from your perspective? For sure. Um, it was, it was actually, uh, it gets lumped into like a COVID project, but it kind of started before, uh, Harry, I give all the credit. He was a mastermind, the drummer. He hit me up, was like, yo, I want to do a band that's like really fast, you know, pop punk stuff, but like in the hardcore world, I think like early blink lifetime stuff like saves a day, which is my wheelhouse. And I was like, obviously I'm on board. And then, uh, we'd known Parker for a while and Harry reached out to him and he was down. I think story was kind of uh, not doing much at the time. And so we, we just, uh, Harry came out to Cleveland. We jammed some songs, some to Parker, he put his vocals on it. And this kind of happened during COVID because then COVID came. And so we were all just doing nothing. And so Parker did it and we we're like, damn, this is awesome. And, uh, it kind of went from, let's see if we put these songs out and see what happens to it kind of caught on and we've now toured everywhere you can tour, I think. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the beginning was super crazy. We were like, maybe we'll get to play a show. Like, maybe we'll, you know what I mean? And, uh, but it was pretty fun just having no stress and like no one really saying like, oh, you got to do this or that. Cause it was just us three at the beginning. And, uh, Harry, <laughs> Harry did the first pressing of the seven inch. He mailed every single one out. There was like 500 copies from his apartment. And, uh, cause we're like, yeah, we'll do it ourselves, dude. And then after we did that, we're like, well, ask a label next time. It was so much work for him, but shout out Harry for doing all that. That was awesome. And was there ever any concerns? You guys were, you know, the three of you were so far like spread apart. Um, kinda, but we've been able to make it work pretty well. Um, me and Harry are like I'm in Cleveland, he's in New York, so we can kind of get there. It's like a seven hour drive, and Parker doesn't mind going to New York City to jam. Um. And we found, you know, the dude that plays bass, AJ now lives in New Jersey, bodies around there too. So it was all semi East Coast, Midwest. But, uh, but uh, yeah, at first it was all kind of just sending stuff over the internet and making it work like that. But yeah, I think, uh, I think it's been working out okay. We, we make it work. So yeah. Not too and, bad. and it's uh, been cool to see the, the the rise of no pressure because I, I remember uh, you know, getting the demo and just like and honestly i i only knew that harry was in the band i, I didn't even know who else was in it uh, so i just like was just like blown away i was like this is this just kind of came out of nowhere because it wasn't even anything that i was like expecting or even had heard about so when i listened to it i was like wow this is like so refreshing and uh right up my alley so like like just right at the bat i, I just like, fell in love with the music damn thanks man yeah i appreciate that it was kind of just like we'll just drop this, you know, see if anyone's paying attention, you know, and it definitely worked. It was cool. Um, yeah, it was fun to see because most of my time in music has been kind of an uphill battle, <laughs> like mm -hmm. struggling along, you know what I mean? But it didn't matter that much. Like that's what I love to do. But when no pressure came out, it was kind of like, Oh my God, this is what it can be like. <laughs> people like this. So it's been, it was cool to see people latching onto it early just fun and it seems like from my perspective because like i'm just a fan right i feel like you guys could uh take over the world are you guys uh just trying to like pace yourself because um you guys are very active but um when, when i look at what you guys are doing i was like man i feel like they could do bigger things 
we're definitely um not trying to do that you know kind of actively keeping it you know for lack of a better word punk and like you know we get offers to do someone sent us an email to tour with like someone hilarious the not devil was proud of but somewhere in that world and we were like what would why would we do that you know but Mm -hmm. the cool the cool thing about no pressure is like we kind of do it on our own terms and keeping it back into the scene that like you know when i first started playing shows was parkour shows in cleveland harry obviously is entrenched in that world and it's just really refreshing to be part of that community again and where people aren't too whack you know it's it's most real people and the shows are so small and fun and like obviously parker has the other band story that is that does big stuff they're huge and uh so for him it's kind of cool to be like yo this is the shows i used to play i'm playing them again and it's really fun so that's kind of we're kind of keeping it low-key on purpose i think not that i'm saying that we could be huge but you know what i mean like we're trying to like you know yeah. Well, I'll say it because I'm not in the band, but I feel like you guys could be huge. <laughs> but but I, I I do like that strategy, right? Because there 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 comes a point where if you get too big, uh, you know, there's a certain uh, portion of the crowd that will turn on you guys. Oh, that band's 100%. too cool or yeah. whatever. And even though it's it's the same band, the same music, uh, for whatever reason, if you get too big, people start to hate. But I definitely love where you guys are are, are at right now. It's, it's like a really cool, uh, you know, spot where you because I, I feel like you know getting to you know fly to Bogota to see you guys. I'm like, oh, this is insane because um, you know decent sized room in Bogota, but back home, like I know you guys could you know play any big room. So just to have something like intimate and like more like you know punk hardcore vibe, it, it was awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. It's 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 really cool, and it's true. It's like it's such a double edged sword to like when a band does get big and because you want them to, but then you're like, Oh, this was my thing. And I think it's how you do it. Like we're not trying to sacrifice what we have now for like money or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that's kind of why we gravitate towards that still. It's just the music comes first and the shows are, are wild. And as the shows get bigger, they get kind of whacker, you know, like the barricades got to come in and the security guards are dicks, but I don't know. I'm just loving the ride. I'm just here. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah, no, I, I think it's awesome that you can uh, enjoy it in real time and not have to take it too serious and uh, do exactly, bigger stuff yeah. because, yeah, it, uh, you know, when like it becomes like a business thing, it, it gets a little weird. So, yeah, that's straight up. That is, yeah, you sacrifice what you want to do for, oh, we have to make a Instagram post today at noon about whatever, you know, we got to wear this shirt. <laughs> so, None of that's going to happen for sure. Not hmm. would. <laughs> okay. And you mentioned, uh, you know, Harry hit you up and, uh, you know, had some, uh, you know, bands that he mentioned, uh, for influence, but can you talk about, uh, you know, what inspires you to write the music for no pressure? Um, definitely pulling on my roots of like, I grew up loving, I still do unashamed blink Way two fan. And, uh, I remember specifically, Tom DeLong gave an interview and he was talking about, he lists, he lists off all these bands. And he said, well, I have to listen to them now. And it was Descendants, Saves the Day, Fugazi and stuff like that. So I was like, oh my God, there's this whole world. Like as a young person, like I didn't know about, you know, quote unquote underground music. And so that blew the door open. I was like, Saves the Day should be on MTV too. Like I don't get it, you know, but so for me, it was those bands growing up, uh, Blink. I think the Descendants are crazy. Um, uh, yeah, the sentence. 
Saves the Day's early records are kind of the blueprint a lot for No Pressure. Um, just super fast, but also catchy, aggressive, high energy. Stuff like that was really kind of my wheelhouse when I when I write stuff. So stuff like that. And do you ever uh, you know uh, trip out that like? you guys are kind of like at the top of this genre, uh, you know, uh, influencing a lot of people. You, you have a lot of fans across the world. Um, but do you ever like you take a step back and like try to like look at uh, the genre as a whole to see like what's currently going on? Because sometimes for this type of music, I definitely struggle to find new bands to get into because it, it's really hard to compete with like the bands that I love growing up, like Newfound Glory, Starting Line, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, it is crazy to be in a position like that because I feel the same. Like, I'll listen to a new band. I'm like, well, I could just listen to Sticks and Stones instead, you know, or whatever. Like, because they're like, oh, yeah, they're doing the starting line thing. It's like, yeah, but they're not doing the starting line thing, you know. So to be able to kind of get some validation from people like, you know, you or other people that are, you know, fans of the genre for years, it's like, damn, we kind of really did it. It's cool. Um and we we got a shout out from Mark from Blink, which was all the validation I need. So that's insane. Anyone can say anything about me now. <laughs> I don't care. No, I I think that's awesome. But it also shows that like for you guys to have uh, you know been a band for you know not that long, but to have like a real strong impact to to even you know get to you know someone's ears like Mark. I think that's awesome, but also just like insane too. Like when you step back and think about like you know who he is and like what he has done for this type of music. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a good reason. His band's the reason I picked up a guitar in the first place. So kind of full circle moment there for me, for sure. And Harry and Parker, for sure, as well. So it was really cool. Now, have you had any like run ins or interactions with him? Um, Not really. I haven't. Uh, Parker did a tour. Story did a tour with Blink mm -hmm. in Europe recently. And he said he was really cool. Um, when Blink came to Cleveland, actually, with the, the Turnstile tour, that just happened. Harry was with me in Cleveland and like he was talking to Turnstile backstage. I had left and Mark like walked by and he's like, Hey, like I'm in no pressure. And Mark's like, Oh, sick. Like, and they talked for a minute and I was like, damn, but just, I, he knows who I am. Right. You know, <laughs> he knows me. <laughs> he has to. Yeah. Yeah. Through proxy. He doesn't know it yet though. Okay. And, um, it is it crazy too, uh, you know, and this is me, uh, you know, the kids would call it glazing, but I'm just, I'm seriously just such a fan. Uh, but uh, when you look at what No Pressure has done, and like I said, in this short amount of time, it's it, it's insane, right? Like you guys have played every like major hardcore festival. You guys have literally like toured the world and it seems like you're about to do it again. Uh, like, does it like blow your mind? Like, how do you take it all in? Because I, I feel like it's a lot. Dude, it's it's so like rewarding to kind of because I'm old. I'm like an old guy. Um, okay. Especially if you saw me in 2012, you know this. But um, and kind of like going through everything I did with Light Years and like touring and grinding, and grinding, and grinding, and uh, not really seeing like not like no benefits, but like it was it was rough. And so can you do no pressure? I'm really like making myself like appreciate it. Like kids are at the shows. I'm like having the best time getting to go to these places like dude going to south america like that is insane i didn't think i'd ever actually go there let alone to play shows that were awesome playing you know 
we played Sound of Fury and it's sick because it was like an awesome reaction. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like, oh, we played that like three in the afternoon. No one was really, you know what I'm saying? Like it was like awesome. Same for FYA last year. It was so cool. But um, yeah, it's, it's really, I'm really like forcing myself to be like, all right, man, like embrace this because, you know, you know what the other side's like. So I do, uh, I think I feel the same. I think Harry feels the same. Like Regulate's always been doing their thing. And sometimes I feel like they didn't get the credit they deserve. Um, so it's kind of cool to see, you know, to have this moment because who knows how long it'll last, you know, it's pretty fans come and go. So we'll see. But as of right now, I'm taking it all in. I love anyone that comes to dab me up. It's crazy. So I'm having a great time. Yeah. And if, if I can say this, um, you know, before I talked to you in Bogota, like anytime anybody brought your name up, it was always like, uh, you know, Pat is such a nice guy. Like he, he's really awesome. And, you know, you hear that and sometimes you might catch somebody on a, a, a bad day or whatever, but maybe I just got lucky. But when I talked to you in that uh, hallway, like leaving the venue, I was just like, okay, this is everything I've ever heard about him. So this is awesome. So I, I was very Damn. happy with our yeah. first interaction in person. Damn. I, I appreciate it. I try to be, you know, like I said, anyone that wants to, you know, say what's up and is part of this community. It's like, I'm very grateful for it. And do you ever get like, when someone's like, Oh, that dude's awesome. You like automatically hate them. <laughs> does that ever happen? Sometimes I'm like, everyone likes this guy. He sucks. No, <laughs> I fear that might be happening. <laughs> I, uh, no, no, I, I, I don't automatically hate them, but it, uh, I'll, I'll start to get skeptical. Right. Cause I'm like, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, I was like, I was like, is this person a, a, like a people pleaser or, or is he like really exactly. that nice or like what's going on? Because, yeah. you know, if, like on, on the way up, you got to, you know, get some haters. But to to, to, to saying, meet yeah. somebody that is like, you know, beloved by everybody is like really rare and for it to like be yeah. like, like true love, you know? Yeah, yeah. But well, maybe that's I you. Maybe, dude, maybe. <laughs> Probably not. I got some haters. They're hiding. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck because it's going to be hard to yeah. stop you. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm curious. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, no, no pressure is awesome. But I want to put a pause on that. Um, are, are you at all tapped in with like the local like hardcore scene where you're from? Yeah, um, I definitely don't get out as much as I used to. I apologize to everyone, but I have been noted. Like Cleveland is kind of uh, popping right now. I think Ohio in general has like some cool bands coming out we got a shout there's a label uh, my friend vlad does called delayed gratification records and he does a lot of cool stuff for cleveland um a lot of cool bands there's band slug i really like mm -hmm. uh live it down they're from cleveland they're doing yep. straight sick. up cleveland style yeah yeah they're cool uh yeah there's a lot going on so but like i said i also like when i'm home i i work at my homie's pizza shop so like on the weekends is when they need me to work. So sometimes I'm not out in time to see the, the HC gig, but it's, it's pretty good in Cleveland. If you ever make it out here, man, I, I, I want to, <laughs> I, I'm a huge fan yeah. of, uh, live it down. There's a newer band from the area, um, called frenzy. I mean, if you're not familiar, you should check. Oh, them out. yo. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Nick Baker who plays drums in like pain of truth. Yeah. Yeah. And, Life's question is in in that. Uh, I, wrong. He could at least recorded it. Yeah, no, he 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 definitely re recorded the record. Okay, yeah, yeah. Shout out Nick. Yeah, super talented. <laughs> uh, people yeah. who may not know that Nick is a talented 
uh, you know, like, uh, you know, producer. I, I guess that's fair to call him. Yeah. Have him record your band. You said. Yeah, he, he's an Ohio head. Um, his old, he was in an old pop punk band that would play with Light Years. And so we kind of reconnected again later. It's cool to see, see him doing it. So I think he told me his first live performance was with Light Years. I could have lied, Nick. I'm sorry if you're listening to this, but I'm going to take credit for that. <laughs> All right. That, that's sick. And uh, have you ever had anybody like recognize you at the pizza shop? Dude, one one time I, I like was cashing a kid out and he just goes, I know who you are, man. And I was like, okay, it'll be seventeen eighty five. I got. I don't know what you want me to do. Like, sorry, this you should have bought more records. I wouldn't have to be here. <laughs> but I mean, it's the the shop is my friend uh, from high school. He opened his own shop, and it's dope. Shout out Ohio Pie Company if you're ever out here. Um, but he, it's a uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool. So a lot of people know him and me that I work there. So in Cleveland, I don't know our friends <laughs> but, but that's all the kid said was i know who you are didn't ask for like, a photo or an autograph yeah, or anything. I, was just, <laughs> I was just like oh thanks like i didn't know what that was so like i didn't know what he wanted <laughs> i was like this piece is good don't worry i didn't sit in it but i don't know it's cool I'm interested in pizza because the uh, best yeah, pizza good. i've ever had was in wilkesbury pennsylvania angelo's oh jerry's Jerry's, which is very similar. Yeah, no, it's the same. Both, it's it's yeah. like the same recipe, right? There's like a weird rivalry, but I'm um, either or. Yeah. Like, I, I could go to Angelo's. Uh, I, I prefer Jerry's, but amazing okay. pizza, dude. So, the dude, my friend that opened the shop, used to tour with Light Years, and so he basically he took he, he kind of ripped off Angelo's sauce or Jerry's. Okay. We had like a sweet sauce pizza, and that, but it's not the same. He does like a he calls it Ohio style. Okay. So, he made his own fucking pizza style. <laughs> That's awesome. People, people like it. it's good. I think. Have you ever had Jets? No, I'm not familiar. Okay, it's uh, it's a little thicker. So we kind of mash like Angelo's style, Wilkes-Barre with Detroit with his own spin on it. It's really good. But I'll get you some if you come out. <laughs> okay, no, n- now yeah. I, I got to get out there because yeah. Whenever I eat pizza out here in California, I just like think this is nowhere near Jerry's, but it's like, okay. So I'm just like dying to get get back out there. I'll I'll be back out there later this summer, but like, it's just such a great pizza. And I felt like so cheated the first time I had it because I was like, wow, this has existed like the whole time I've been alive. And I just had it. Exactly. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember like the first time I went to Angelo's, I was like, what? I've never had pizza that tastes like this good. So. It's definitely my top top pizza spots for sure. Okay. I love it. And uh, is Ohio known for any like particular food? I'm, I'm trying to think now. Um, I wouldn't like Cleveland. We have uh, there's like a pretty big like Polish community, I think, and we have it's not like a they call it a po' boy, but it's not it's not like the one in New Orleans. It's like a like a sausage thing. And I haven't had it, but <laughs> uh, I don't think we. We got we got we got a lot of good food, but I don't know. I actually recently last year started eating meat for the first time in like sixteen years. So I'm I'm experiencing all these new foods. I'm going crazy. <laughs> wow. Um, that's a long time to, to not have it was yeah. Yeah, it was too long. <laughs> now and that I've I'm, tasted steak. <laughs> is it okay to ask why you decided to go back? Or I it was honestly like 
I had kind of been toying with the idea. I was like, oh, I could eat like chicken or something. And then we were did no pressure did like a full. We did Japan, Australia, and uh, Southeast Asia, and I was like, I'm gonna want to eat some shit there, you know. And like they were talking up like this spot in Japan with the wings. I was like, all right, I definitely have to do it. You know, I have to experience it. And then I brought it home with me, and I've been eating Chick Fil A like crazy. So it's <laughs> not gonna stop. <laughs> Chick Fil A, yeah, I I hate that. Whenever I want it, it's like Sunday. It's like it's this Sunday, weird thing yeah. where I'm just like, because <laughs> there's one like literally like uh, around the corner for me. Um, and but it, but it's a mission because it's uh, just always so packed. And no matter yeah. which way you try to get it, if you, you order through the app, if you go inside, if you get through the drive-through, it's it's crazy. Yeah, people are crazy about Chick Fil A. We we've had them for a while, and I, and I've never had it until recently, but it's super good. I really like Canes too. I don't know if you mess with that. Yeah, yeah, Canes is awesome. That sauce is out of this world. I don't know. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. that was one of one of my first meals eating meat. I was like, we were in L.A. like leaving. I was like, I'm gonna get Canes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is this is okay. that. But going back to Japan, were those when you ate those wings? It, was it like? Oh, dude, there's a place there called Yamachan, and they make they're known for their like chicken wings, and they were like, I guess it's like you call it a dry rub. They're not, you know, they're like really salty, peppery, and I could eat a hundred of them right now if they were here. So shout out Yamachan. All right, I, I got to get to Japan at some point. I, I still Dude, um, you'd love it. Yeah, I, I used to be obsessed with like uh, Japanese culture. Like in high school, I, I took uh, yeah. you know Japanese class to like learn the language for like three years, and I was just uh, so I, I was like so obsessed with it until I dropped out of college. Because even in college, I like uh, you know took Japanese. Uh, but I wasn't happy with like the like college program because they they like tried to tell me that I had to take another language to get the degree, and I argued that it was pointless to learn a third one because I was never going to use it because I only wanted to speak Japanese and English. And um, yeah. I, I was just like a young stubborn kid. Um, but I feel like once yeah. I dropped out, I kind of like lost like the lust for like the culture. Like I, I still appreciate it. I, I still you know watch anime, play video games, and stuff. But it's not yeah. like as like intense as it was when I was younger. Yeah, for sure. I feel you. Um, yeah, higher ed, man. College is scam. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But Japan is dope, dude. It's really the cleanest place I've ever been. Like, Tokyo is the biggest city in the world, and there's just no trash. It's wild. It's just very respectful people, I think. And the bathrooms are amazing. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Anywhere I'm... you go. I'll get out there one day. Like I, I had a trip yeah. planned. Um, uh, you know, bringing back to 2020, me and my buddy Johnny had a trip planned in October of 2020, but uh, yeah. you know, we had to uh, get our flights, uh, you know, canceled because COVID and everything. So it just messed up everything, and just never had a chance to rebook it. They they were pretty crazy with COVID over there. I think like when we went in January of 2023, I think the dude Mizuki that does ice grills and brought us over was like we're the first tour to happen for him since covid so they they were locked down for a while which makes sense they're like a tiny little island but and like everyone was still masked up fully and we were like ooh, you feel weird you know mm -hmm. yeah but, weird times but, but but that's awesome i uh definitely got to get out there but can you talk about what that was like was that a trip to hear that from him that you guys were like the first band since like COVID and all that yeah he was really worried like i remember because you know you go through immigration and stuff and 
he was worried that they were gonna be like, no, you can't come in, you know, the the border. But once we got through, it was awesome. The shows were crazy. Um, it's just like such an awesome culture over there where people are very kind and like we've been to Europe a million times, like, not a million, but you know, every even in light years we went a couple times and like it's 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 really cool. Like, um, but the culture shock of Japan is so extreme because like some people don't really speak english at all and like you have to kind of you know respect it and get through it get through a conversation like oh i don't really know what you're saying you know but like in europe everyone still kind of can speak english but um so japan is cool and I, I like that because i feel you know weird when i go to another country and i'm like hey man what's up like can i get a coffee you know like i it's i feel bad um sometimes so Japan's cool because they're like, yeah, we're, we're not going to fucking speak. Everyone's not speaking English here, you know? Like, a lot of them do, and they're very good at it because they're very smart. But um, the culture shock is crazy over there. And, like, certain certain uh, incidents where, you know, I couldn't really communicate. <laughs> but it was cool. The shows were, were really fun. I had a great time. But, yeah. That's why I've been trying to learn. I've been doing Duolingo for 480 days, dude. I'm trying to learn Spanish. And I was practicing in Colombia, dude. You should have seen me. People were like laughing at me. It sucked. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like that's the best way to get out there and actually, you know, try to speak it with yeah. the, the local people. I was having Carlos was trying to teach me from Robergade, so he would help me through. <laughs> so it was nice of him to humor me. But that's my goal is to learn another language. I wanna I wanna do Spanish. You'll do Japanese and we're good, man. <laughs> all right then I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll actually live out my childhood dream of being a translator i'll, I'll be yeah, a translator for in japan was was it is it a hard language to learn it sounds crazy no dude when you think about the english language like japanese is not hard at all damn that like reading and stuff like the i can't even oh like the the characters, the characters um, it, it gets a little complicated when because there's like like you know like three like character sets there's like hiragana um and then katakana which is like more for like uh foreign words and then like uh the kanji that's where it gets uh you know a, a little difficult because like you get all like one symbol like meaning like a bunch of different things yeah, yeah so that's where it gets a little complicated but um i was uh i i felt like i was more focused on just like being able to speak it versus like um reading or writing sure. yeah for sure for sure oh yeah it seems crazy you gotta go for the the food is crazy there like the freshest sushi i've ever had obviously and ramen places there's a place specifically i remember called tiger ramen it was awesome so. you know going to uh columbia because um out here like living in southern california like you know traveling to mexico even though it, it is like a, uh, a different country it isn't like you know that different from america uh you know for us here in southern california so yeah. going to mexico it just you know feels like we're going to like you know la or something not that different so going to Colombia, that was like a like a culture shock because one thing that yeah. I didn't even like prepare for or even hear about, like nobody even mentioned this to me, but um, this like just the food, everything tasted different. Yeah, and uh, I was like, damn, I was like, living in America probably like messed up like my taste buds, just like with all like, the weird chemicals <laughs> and how everything is like you know processed out here. Because like the only time. I ate anything that tasted normal was uh, Papa John's. For some reason, yeah, yeah, Papa right John's tasted the same. 
But even like the American chains that we went to, like we had McDonald's, we went to Domino's, yeah. none of that tasted like like it does in the States. And it was just uh, it was just so weird. And uh, I, I just I was uh, just dumbfounded the whole time. Like every time I was going to eat something, I was like, oh, I wonder what this is going to taste like, because I have an idea what it's going to taste like, but uh, it's definitely not going to be that. So it, it was like yeah. a very, uh, very interesting thing that I was definitely not prepared for. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think uh, they have you know, probably better quality food. If you want to say like, you know, our stuff is crazy. I think <laughs> tasting like, uh, Carlos took us to a place that did, it was like these plantains on these, this pork belly, rice, beans. It was so awesome. It kept me full for like the whole day, you know, but I don't really get that here. Maybe I just don't overlook yet. Now that I eat meat. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. The, the, the one thing that stuck out to me is that we went to McDonald's and, um, like the buns actually like uh, felt and tasted like real bread versus like yeah. here in America. I don't know what they're using out here. Yes, styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay. Um, getting back to no pressure, I'm just uh, curious about um, like the the naming of like the EP and the LP. It's like the the same name is just the the band's yeah. name, which I thought was interesting, kind of bold. But I mean, is is there a reason that you guys didn't go with like like a, a proper title? outside of the band's name i think uh i'm trying to remember the discussion but like because we just did the ep we didn't really know what was going to happen if there was gonna be an lp but then i think i think part of was like we'll just call it the lp and i was like yeah that's pretty cool you know so if we do you know in the future we'll probably have to think of a different name than lp2 but um yeah it was kind of just like no pressure this is it you know no no gimmicks no little name or you know what i'm saying like just, just yeah it was kind of just putting it out there and mm -hmm. no pressure this is it but yeah and with like the popularity of the band rising was it hard to kind of like pick and choose like you know who to like work with because i know um, you guys you know put out some singles and uh you know uh, reach out to or, or i don't know reach out but work with started working with able to say doing it all, all yourself was that a difficult thing to, to kind of navigate since you guys were a, a newer band with a lot of popularity so it was kind of like we have you know between all the members of the band we have a lot of experience in the you know in the world and meeting people through you know music and stuff so it was kind of like well like we knew sam triple b and it was kind of a no-brainer when he was agreed to do the vinyl just because he's like someone we know and trust and then as far as like recording, um, we went with the dude that did the LP was a guy that his name is Ben Hirschfield, who recorded demos for Story, Parker's Zone of Forever, Up in the Bay. So it was he was in an awesome band called First to Leave. If you ever want to check them out, I feel like they didn't get too crazy. They played in Cleveland once. I love them. But anyway, side note. Um so it was kind of like, you know, people we knew, friends, like the EP recorded in Cleveland with my homie that we knew, Dave Pytech. And so, and then uh, we did a single. We went out to uh, in New Jersey. John, he plays bass in, uh, in the Avalanche. And he was in Such Gold. So we'd known him forever. So it was like, just we were trying to keep it with the friends and people we trust. Even, you know, now we, you know, uh, have a friend that helps us with booking stuff when Harry's not feeling it. So it's uh, mostly just a tight group of people that we already knew and trusted. Because we did get hit, you know, obviously our email was kind of like, hey, sign to this, do this. And we were like, no, we're just going to keep it. People we know and trust. So 
that's kind of the goal of the whole thing. So even when we book a show, it's like, I know this dude here. We'll go through him. Harry's like, Harry knows everybody. So he's like, we got this dude, this dude. You know what I mean? So it's been pretty sweet that way. Yeah. And I would agree too. Like I said, just from a fan like perspective and just following the band, um, it seems like you guys are just on this, uh, you know, awesome path. And because uh, you know, sometimes it, it seems like bands will get popular, maybe signed to a, a label they shouldn't have or taken a tour that didn't work out so well in, in, in hindsight. But it, it just seems like you guys um, have managed um, so far to just, uh, you know, have this like awesome trajectory. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. I think it also helps like this isn't our first band. So like, I mean, Parker's seen everything that can possibly happen. I feel like with mm-hmm. Story's career, and so like he, he's a very good guide of like, well, that would be really whack, and like, obviously Harry uh, is pretty entrenched in the, the HC community, so he's like, you know, not trying to be also for lack of a better term, whack. <laughs> but and so there's kind of a conscious effort to not be, you know, not fall into the same pitfalls that we've seen bands do years and years, you know, all, all the time. So. I think kind of having the experience of knowing that has helped no pressure a lot too. And we're all, we're all on the same page. We're not trying to, you know, step on each other's toes or do anything crazy. So, and it's always been, even with writing songs, like if one person's like, I'm not feeling that one. It's not like a fight. We're just like, okay, cool. Moving on. You know? So yeah, I think, I think it's going good. hundred percent. And I, I feel like it's um, like, if you can, uh, you know, be a band, in like the hardcore scene that's not like a traditional hardcore band but managed to get the support of like the scene in general that's like an amazing thing because the the support will definitely you know uplift and boost and be a great tool because obviously there's uh, you know people who know about no pressure who are fans of no pressure that don't come from the hardcore scene so i I feel like just having that solid base is just like a, a really great thing and can like you know help you know, spread the word because, uh, you know, it's like um, kind of becomes like, oh, OK, like, uh, you know, it, it's like a cool thing to wear, like a, a no pressure shirt at, at a hardcore show where you guys aren't like a traditional like hardcore band, you know? Yeah, it, it's it is truly crazy because to get accepted in, you know, the, the hardcore community is is really cool because, you know, there always was space for, I think, melodic bands. You know, when I was coming up, it was I say today. um say your goals you know was doing the same thing like they were singing kind (laughs) of so it's like there is a room there but you can't as soon as like the community sniffs like fakeness you know it's like okay these guys are whack you know like which is i know why you know i'm drawn to hardcore music and the the scene but it's like you know so at the same time it's going to keep us in check like yeah like this is where we came from we're not doing anything crazy but uh yeah it feels great to get you know accepted by getting to play all the fest you know and it's just really cool uh i love it and it's we tried to like when we did our headline tour it was a quick u.s run you know we brought up illusion because it's like that's a hardcore band like through and through and it's like you know some kids that only know no pressure from you know however they found it or may never have heard music like that so it's like you know hand in hand kind of like hardcore bands help us out we can try and help them out you know see what happens yeah, and I I think it's awesome because I feel like uh, the style of music that No Pressure is, uh, you guys can just uh, you know fit with, with like any you know, type of hardcore show because uh, yeah, 
you know, obviously there's like tons of subgenres of, of hardcore and there's always like, uh, you know, these interesting mixed bills. But I feel like just with like the type of energy and the music that you guys bring, I, I feel like you can fit in, but also not make it weird. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Like one of our first tours was overseas was with Tsunami. And I was like, <laughs> they're like, you know, couldn't be further from the pressure sound. And yeah. it just worked. And like, the kids were cool. Like no one, and I was worried that everyone's going to get beat up before we played, but they were loving it. And, uh, you know, the kids moshing hard for tsunami were stage diving for us. And, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to see. So that's been awesome. Yeah. You guys are able to, uh, bring that energy and, uh, yeah, like I said, it's just uh, awesome music. Um, but I'm curious about the, uh, social media there. There's no like official Instagram of no pressure. Yeah, that was that was kind of a conscious effort. Um, it was like we're just not going to have one, and then uh, we we made a website <laughs> to be, you know, like the '90s. But uh, so a kid picked up picked it up for us. Basically, he just was was posting a lot, and people will tag him, like being like, "Hey, man, come to you know Atlanta." But it's it's some kid, you know. And he's always like, it's not, I'm not the band. I just repost stuff, which is, it was just cool to see. I, I like looking at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we were trying to keep away from, you know, doing that once again, like the same thing bands do like, Hey, you know, low ticket. I don't know. Come out and see us at hot topic. I Whatever. <laughs> so, you know, or like being like, you know, I don't know. Just that whole thing. We didn't, we didn't want to have it be a part of it, which maybe hurts us, but I don't really care. So. Because it is the number one way to take in stuff these days, right? Just social media. Yeah. But once again, not trying 100%. to be a business, you know? Yeah. <laughs> trying to be a band. Yeah. But but it's also a, a, a trip too, right? Because it's like, um, you would think that it's like super necessary these days to, to have uh, social media for your band or things might yeah. not work out. But you guys don't have any, you guys have the website, which is nice, right? It's like a little professional, but to, to not have social media, but to still be super successful. I think that's, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it is kind of funny, but you know, I mean, like we all personally post a lot, so maybe it's besides the point, but <laughs> because you know, how many times does like a band announce something that you like fuck with and follow and it's like, okay, you, they post it their label posted every member post you see it like 45 times before the night's over and I'm like now nah, i don't want to fucking listen to it dude <laughs> yeah but you'd be surprised sometimes uh i miss stuff right because like as much yeah, as like like true. we're on social media like sometimes things might get through the net and we might not see it so i feel like um even though it might be annoying but uh you know i i don't think it hurts it definitely does it i i back anyone doing their thing you know i can't hate on it it's cool but yeah, we just we just never did it. Now I think it's too late, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, just let um uh, and the guy's name's uh, Daniel Wong. The, uh, okay, yeah. shout out Daniel. He's yeah, holding it down. Shout out us. Daniel for for holding it down. Uh, doing a great job. Yeah, he, posts, yeah it, he like curated it. It's like only film now or something. He said, so, that's cool. Film okay. Six. And uh, you know we're here. Uh, you know, uh, still early part of the year. Uh, do you guys have any plans for new music for 2024? I think uh, the plan is to, to try and get some more music for sure. Uh, we're going to try and figure it out. Um, Parker's going to be doing stuff too. I think Story is about to do some things. So no spoilers. But, you know, it's a good time to, to work on new songs. And 
I would love to get more music out there. So that's definitely on the agenda for sure. And would you want it to be, uh, and, uh, you know, I apologize this too early, but is it like, would you want it to be like an EP or an LP? Have you even had any kind of thoughts like that? I think, um, like the way we kind of would approach it and, and before, like we're just going to start jamming songs. And if we get enough for an LP, I feel like we should, but I would be fine with an EP, you know, but, uh, kind of see how the songs pan out at, at this point. It's a little too early to tell, I think, but. You know, the, the writing process for No Pressure has always been so easy and smooth, so I don't see I don't see any hiccups coming, not how would. <laughs> but uh yeah, we'll see what happens. Definitely trying to do new music though, for sure. Okay. I welcome uh all new music from No Pressure because uh it's all been good so far. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to whatever okay. you guys you know put out in the future. <clears throat> but uh you guys are going to Australia for a tour yeah. in uh yeah. like the like middle of March. Uh, mm-hmm. can you talk about uh, how that all came together and uh, are you excited to you know uh, do that tour and uh, is there like any supporting acts or is it just you guys just playing these shows throughout australia so we we got asked to do um there's like a three-day fest that's happening it's like touche amore citizen us fleshwater and some other bands it's happening in like three cities and uh so we're like okay yeah we'll do that it's not really like, you know, truly our, 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 our normal vibe for a show because I think it's going to be pretty big, obviously with that lineup. And uh, so we're like, well, we'll tack on a couple extra shows of our own, smaller ones. So I'm, I loved Australia the first time we got to go. It was an amazing place. The weather obviously was crazy, the beaches, but the shows were sick. The kids were super fun, excited. So I'm excited for the fest, uh, back together with Citizen <laughs> after 2012. And then, uh, yeah, uh, the, the side shows we're doing, or like our own shows are awesome. So, yeah, it should be cool. I think it's called New Bloom Festival, and then we're doing some side shows at, at the same time. And do you know who made that flyer for, like, the Australia run? I don't, <laughs> but it's sick. Yeah, no, I, I, I dig it. I, I think it's an awesome flyer. So whoever did that, shout out to whoever you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Harry is... Aries, once again, masterminds all that. So it could have been uh, Cheddar from Candy. I don't know. He did stuff for us before, too. So I'm not sure. But Harry's got his guys. <laughs> okay. And, well, you know, traveling down to Australia in March, uh, do you ever want to just, uh, you know, take a break and not be super active just because you guys, are, uh, you know, are a pretty active band? Um. Yeah, but... I'm kind of getting that break right now. Like after South America, we didn't, we don't have anything until March. So I've been chilling at home, working again, hanging with my cat. Uh, so another couple of weeks, I'll be ready to, to play shows again. So it's been fun, but it's nice being home. Uh, this year doesn't seem to be super packed with tours though. You know, hopefully we'll just get to do cool shit again and see what happens. Write some yeah. new music, see where we can go. And yeah, it is nice being home. <laughs> okay. And yeah, and I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you guys aren't really doing much since Bogota. I, I guess that is a, yeah. a, a nice break. Gives us a chance to to miss you guys. There we go. Yeah. And in terms of uh, writing new music, can you is that something you can do on the road or do you like to be at uh, home or in the studio? I'll there was a couple times like, you know, if we were just jamming out a sound check, like someone would 
hit a riff that was cool but for the most part i'd like to be at home and kind of sit down and record it on my laptop and send it to everybody and see if they hate it <laughs> but yeah i find being at home a little better on tour there's too many distractions i want to go get food watch the other bands hang out with people so i'm not too diligent you know diligent on the road <laughs> Yeah, no, I I get that. Even like when I went to um, Bogota, I, I brought my laptop because I was like, I'm gonna uh, you know get ahead of editing for the podcast, mm -hmm. and I think I might have like done like five minutes of editing, but I was like sitting next to like the giant windows that like overlooked like the part of the city that I, I was in, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to sit here and edit. I, I want to uh, you know go explore. I want to like hang yeah, out with like, my know. friends and <laughs> do other shit. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's how it happens. Like, oh, I'm definitely gonna do this no i'm definitely gonna work out on tour <laughs> nah, i'm just gonna eat mcdonald's yeah uh, I'm, I'm still tripping out uh, you bring up a uh, set your goals that, that band was crazy dude that that band was awesome right yeah they they, they had did. they like had this like uh, you know crazy wave and I, I remember like you know seeing them at like um like uh, do you remember bamboozle oh wow yeah that was in new jersey right well uh, they, they did a bamboozle left um, for oh, a couple of years, okay. so we, we got it. Um, I think one year it was in uh, Pomona, but then like the crazy year they did it in Irvine, which is like in, in okay. Orange County. And uh, I thought that was better than like uh, like Warp Tour because Warp Tour was in the summer, it was really hot, but like Bamboozle was like in like the middle of the year where like the weather was still nice and uh, it was just in a just a way better environment. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, I never I never got to go to that. Harry went to a couple he always talks about, but yeah, the lineups were always crazy for Bamboozle. Yeah, they were trying to bring it back like the other, I think it was like last year or two years ago, but it just <laughs> yeah. didn't really work out for some weird reason. Yeah, I don't really know. I guess there's something to do with like money or I don't know, but it looked like it was going to be crazy and then just didn't happen. So yeah. that's usually some sketchiness. Yeah, because when like, I don't know, like these days when like uh, and like they're not a new festival or like obviously they had like you know have a history but for them mm -hmm. to like pop up or pop back up out of nowhere and like uh have these like crazy announcements i was like uh i wonder if this is actually gonna happen yeah i wonder how many people bought like hotels and stuff and tickets and they're like ah shit maybe it was early enough they could cancel but yeah didn't, didn't look like it but it worked out yeah that stuff is uh, pretty crazy but uh, do you enjoy like because uh you know obviously like hardcore festivals are, are, are one thing but to like play something mm -hmm. like like big like that that's not like really a hardcore fest is that something that you enjoy so we we did um in october we played that thing it was called when we were young mm -hmm. fest in vegas and that that was definitely not like a normal decision we kind of thought about it a little bit but blink was playing and green day so like all right we gotta play and it's in vegas i fucking love vegas and that was a typical music fest you know barricade weird bands playing you know like the whole nine yards and i had a great time um the show i mean obviously playing was a little different because it was we were on super tall stage and like there was like a tv screen and stuff but um like our, our bass player aj kind of said it best he's like yeah we'll just go do our thing at this weird fest you know and like have fun and so that kind of changed the vibe up for me. Like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, we're not going out there trying to be, you know, whoever the hell was playing after us, girls like boys or something. You know what I mean? They're some band like that. So we're just like, all right, we're doing our thing and it's what we do. And 
it was fun. I definitely prefer the other vibe, you know. But uh, it was cool to get to be there, and it had so many friends there, and it was in Vegas, and lost a lot of money, so it was a good time. And Blink played two nights; it was sick, so I loved it. But the actual playing is always a little awkward when you're that far removed from the crowd, and you know, our our type of music specifically is very crowd interactive, and I mean, hardcore always is, but. So, but we did it. We did our thing. I think it was fine. <laughs> yeah, and, and were you uh, even like paying attention to like the like crowd reaction to you guys? Because I'm sure there was like you know people there who knew no pressure and who are you know are, are fans of no pressure, but obviously, um, you know, a lot of people that probably like have no idea. Yeah, it was funny because I don't know why they do this, but like, so half the crowd, like on the left side, was general admission people. And then they had the VIPs were in this like front right corner. And that corner was like dead, like just kind of random people wandering by. But the general admission dudes were like moshing and trying to crowd surf and singing along, which is funny. You know, I wish it was more. They were the whole front, but it was cool. It was still fun. And uh, yeah, I had a good time. Someone made a no pressure shirt actually and threw it on stage. And I was like, damn, that's cool. It was a guy. It was a guy. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even thinking. <laughs> yeah, it was a fine. It was a fine. <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny. Um, did any guys keep it, or where is that shirt? Yeah, I, I have it. I have it somewhere. He like took our picture off the Spotify and put on a shirt. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's cool. You know, um, you know, sometimes yeah. it, it can be corny, but I, I feel like for someone to take the effort, uh, you know, because they're such a fan to do something like that, I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I love I love that shit because sometimes the bootlegs are cool, you know. They look sick. Yeah, no, dude. I I go to these K-pop concerts and that's a like a thing, right? There's like because like obviously the, the merch inside is so overpriced, right? Because I, yeah. I I have a buddy who like um you know uh, has a hand in like doing merch for some of these groups that I go and see, and I'll hit him up. I'm like, dude, like w- what is this printed on? And he he'll tell me like you know what blank they used, and <laughs> we just laugh at how. You know, crazy the market is, yeah. but but I get it, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's like you know these crazy, uh, you know, super popular artists, but um, we're paying for these like like you know whack garments. Like, there's like you know hardcore bands doing like higher quality stuff than some of these like crazy yeah. tours, but I get it. They have to like mass produce and cost whatever. Um, but when you like when you're leaving and you see some of these bootlegs, you're like, wow, these, <laughs> these are like way more fun than some of like these, uh, you know, simple designs that they had to like mass produce. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you, do you know Jared from Regulate? You ever talk to him? He's, <laughs> he's a big K-pop guy. That's all. That's only reason I bring it up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Maybe he's J-pop. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I I know Jared. He's he, he's awesome. I, I've, I've tried to get him to, awesome. to to come on the podcast before, but um, you know, he he likes he, to... he barely talks in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I honestly feel like the first time I've, I've never told this story publicly, so um, uh, maybe he'll get a, a kick out of this. But I feel like the first time I saw him, I feel like I scared him off because um, I really yeah, I, I saw him in uh, New Jersey. Um, Regulate played at, at Copa and. Um, it was like the first time I've seen him like since we started like following each other on Instagram or whatever. So I remember the, the show was over and um, we were outside and I was just like b- bombarding him with like K-pop talk. Right. Because I, I don't have that many friends that, that are like, you know, into it or who, who really like it like him. So I was just like, you know, I was just like uh, excited to talk to him about it. But then he had to like go inside to like get like some of his equipment. But when he came outside, he like 
crossed the street and I felt like he was like avoiding me because I was just being so annoying about talking about K-pop and yeah. um, I, I was dying. But um, we, we yeah. talk in, in, in Bogota. He, he's awesome. And yeah. Like, yeah, he's a man. Yeah. He, but it was crazy. Like he just unabashedly loves that shit. It's sweet. I fucking bag it. And Red Bull. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Red Bull. Yeah. So um, yeah. this is Jared. Jared section. <laughs> I, I would love to have Jared on the podcast. He knows that the uh, door is always open for him to come on. So whenever he's ready, yeah. I'm, I'm down to do it. Yeah, that's dope. He's awesome. Yeah, but K-pop sick. But yeah, like I said, boots are sometimes fun. Um, but, yeah. yeah. But I always wonder too, because like, like these bootleggers are definitely in tune because they, they, you know, for them to have all the like merch like produced and ready for, for these concerts, I'm always curious like how much money that they make. Yeah, I actually wonder that too, especially like on a big level, like outside like a Green Day concert or some shit. You know, like they got to make a lot of shirts. Even like when you go to like a, a sporting event, there's bootleg guys. I'm like, damn, they've got to be making money. I don't know. Yeah, I always like heard that. the story of the Bridge Nine dudes doing the like the Yankees suck shirts or something at Boston games, and like they made so much money, like the, back in whenever that was early two thousands. So there's got to be money in it, yeah. If you don't get arrested. So you were on Bridge Nine. No, I just remember there was like a story. Okay. Of the, that like they were telling, I saw somewhere. Yeah, I, I was on the Bridge Nine board. <laughs> yeah, the 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 B9 board is like a, a crazy uh, like time for a hardcore because to this day there's uh, not anything like it, right? Because like people have like discords and like Facebook groups yeah. or whatever, but like the B9 board was yeah. like this like crazy like like hub for like the scene. Yeah, and it it, it it was insane. Like it was like kind of like the first like memes I saw were on there. You know what I mean? Like there was like inside jokes happening all the time and bad stuff too, but <laughs> yeah, cool. there's, Oh my <laughs> God, the amount of controversies is just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, yeah, but it was always weird too. Cause like, uh, that's where like, I like, you know, first like, you know, heard about people like Benny B roll and, uh, you know, right. finding out that like people in hardcore actually liked MMA. So like, just like, yeah. cause I'm, I'm a huge fan of MMA, but I didn't know that like these two worlds like crossed. So yeah, um, yeah. it was cool like you know for, for all the bad there was a lot of good too yeah yeah we had a we had you know a cleveland message board too that was similar bad but i think it got scrubbed from the internet hopefully <laughs> so <laughs> yeah there's um well yeah and, and uh, uh reddit is, is is popular too i can't uh yeah forget about the, the hardcore subreddit which is always pretty interesting yeah i usually only see the like screenshots on a post of like something stupid so i try not to go on there <laughs> yeah if i'm being honest like i'll, I'll go I, yeah uh, you know kind of pop in to see what's going on and uh, and i'm always like yeah. wondering like w- like where are these hardcore kids from because th- it seems right. like that they're talking about like the weirdest stuff really <laughs> that's cool whatever buy a shirt <laughs> yes <laughs> buy a shirt um it, it, I, I i was uh, curious to uh in, in in Bogota and like pricing your guys' merch, uh, how do you guys do that? Uh, you know, when you go international. So normally, I'll try to like ask the promoter or whoever, like, what's the going rate here? Or like, I'll be like, okay, look, we normally would get twenty bucks or twenty five at US. So what's the you know the exchange rate there? But in Bogota specifically, 
everything was so cheap, you know, for people. So like I, I priced it and I was like, Oh, this would be like a $20 shirt at home. And like Carl was kind of like, yeah, that's like maybe a little too much, but like they'll buy it for no pressure. And I was like, I felt bad. You know, I was like, I don't want to, you know, like kind of rip people off just cause we're, you know, headlining this day. So if a kid came up and was like, I, you know, like they were like haggling with me, which was sick. So I was like, yeah, like whatever you got, man, I, I got you. I don't want to fly home with this shit. So, um, but most of the time I, I just try to ask like the local dudes, they, they, they obviously know better than I would, but, uh, so you might take a hit on the merch money, but I don't really care. I was like, gave them out for free to some kids. They were like, I don't have any money. No dinero. <laughs> I was like, I know what that means. <laughs> Duolingo. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. Man, I think everyone was kind of doing that. Like all the bands around me, like, they're just like, whatever you got, kid, you know, which was cool. Yeah, because I, I think uh, I, I talked to like Avery from uh, Cutdown and, and like, yeah, it's like he didn't want to fly home with any of the merch that he had either. Yeah, he literally gave me a Never Again shirt. Just like, are you an XL? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Thanks, man. <laughs> like, take it. I, I don't want to fly home with it. Yeah, yeah. But it's cool. And it's also like, get as much stuff as you can in another country. It's cool, you know. Yeah, because you know it's uh, like free advertising, right? Like these kids yeah, are stoked man. to you know to have your merch, but also they're going to wear it, and other people are going to see it that you know might not know, and that that's you know yeah. how you, you know grow your audience. Yeah, for sure. You're like, what is the shirt I keep seeing? So. Yeah, because when I was there, seeing uh, you know uh, other like you know uh, our merch from other uh, American bands, I was like, oh, cool, because I, I, I don't know who's you know, popular out in Bogota. So for them to like be right. wearing uh, yeah. shirts of bands that I just uh, wouldn't have even thought of, I, I was like, oh, that, that that's awesome. Yeah, that is a good point. That's cool. Sometimes like in Europe, I'll always see shirts of like bands that from like a while ago, you know, like they're like a couple of years behind us <laughs> sometimes, but it's kind of neat to see. But, yeah, it's, it's always interesting because, um, you know, first being here in the States, like, I, I don't know, uh, how the other countries or the other scenes outside of here are consuming hardcore, right? Cause I'm always, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, curious about that because I'll be stoked on one band, but you know, it might not have like, you know, hit out there yet or, or people might not even be into like that type of music. Yeah, for sure. I know like a lot of, we always, you know, I talked to someone in another country and they're like, Oh, the hate five, six video was crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I think that is actually a huge thing for bands in other countries. Like, cause obviously like not every band's going to tour Japan. So like mm-hmm. if they want to see a show of whoever, you know, they got to watch it on someone on YouTube P first, hate five, six. So it's like, I think that helps a lot now, especially, you know, these current shows and stuff. So I'll see that a lot where people be like, yeah, you're set at whatever we saw it on YouTube. So. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a useful tool. And I, I think it's nice to be able to have like that documentation because it, it's fun to be able to watch a band from like a certain era of their career. It's like, oh, shit, like, uh, you know, like uh, like you guys played program like, you know, before like the, oh, yeah. the LP was out and you know, go back and watch some of like um, my videos that I filmed from you guys at program and just hearing like all those older songs. Um, nice yeah yeah that show was fun that was cool that that spot is crazy that they have shows there 
yeah <laughs> like it's, it's a just a shop <laughs> yeah, yeah it's definitely a, a an awesome gem so shout out to, yeah. to chris from program and my buddy kenny um yeah it, it's wild Any, anytime there's a show there it's it, it's, it's yeah. cool because people understand that it, it's like a business on yeah. top of like being like this um you know venue like after the business closes so everyone is uh you know respectful that's and, awesome yeah and they, they appreciate it too so yeah it, it, it's it's definitely cool so for 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 bands to to, to want to play it, it it's awesome and an honor but to be able to um you know have that spot yeah it, it, it's really cool because like again like not a, a lot of because like we have like a ton of venues in orange county right we have like chain reaction yeah. the observatory but they're all like a little more professional so yeah. to have something like program yeah. that's like diy it, it's awesome right it's kind of becoming like a you know like a spot like people are like oh they're playing program you know like it's i see the fires and it's gonna be a legendary spot dude yeah no like there's so many big bands um you know that have played there like i, I think you know turnstile played there during like the non-stop feeling era uh, they did yeah. like a crazy crazy show like in but like while they were on tour it was like an off date which was like super sick and then you know w- w- when we look back at like you know you guys played there but now you guys are doing like you know pretty awesome stuff so so it's cool yeah for, for people it. oh go ahead was newfound did newfound glory play there yeah or was that somewhere yeah no, yeah they, they played crazy. there that's sick yeah that's yeah stuff like that is is insane and like poison the well just played there really oh yeah. shit damn yeah legendary spot dude <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy I, I was sure about too because it's just like for me it's you know like 15 minutes down the road and it's like a place that i've been going to for years so um yeah. sometimes I, I forget like how people view it um and how special it is but um but yeah but it's awesome i mean that was always like chain reaction for me too like seeing videos from that i was like oh my god this place is crazy and then i show up and it's like pretty dingy <laughs> and like, super small no. right it's, it's, it's not as yeah, big it's as way smaller than i thought like mm-hmm. i was like what but it's still i mean i like chain a lot it's fun yeah i want to get a shirt up there yeah the it, it, it's nice and uh a crazy too like but when you look up and you see like a fallout boy t-shirt on the wall and you're like oh wow yeah. fallout boys played here yeah. yeah yeah it's cool it's a good stage for you know hc shows and any yeah. show really dies yeah, I'm, you, like, I'm jump really off the wall and shit, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious about that plaza because like they're um, there's like uh, like these high rise apartments that are being built like right next door. Okay. So, yeah, oh, so that no. whole area is like you know getting like gentrified, um, which is like pretty interesting. Yeah, that's the beginning of the end. <laughs> yeah, but I always look at it. I'm like, all right, they have to get through like the like auto body yard before they yeah. hit the chain reaction plaza. So you know, uh, hopefully sure. the, the the auto body people can like hold them off long enough to there scare them away or something. Yeah. Uh, For sure. Yeah, but that plaza has been through like like a whole lot. Like I, I think it was oh God. The, the timing is so weird. It, it was either last year or the year before the shop next door to chain reaction is like a furniture store and they got busted for like having like an illegal, like gambling casino in the back. Damn. Um, yeah. They, they got raided and there was like hell of people getting arrested because there's like tons <laughs> of like illegal gambling going on. It, it was, yeah. It was pretty wild. Cause you, you look at it and you're like, Oh yeah, this is just some weird like discount furniture store, but it was like yeah. a front for like I this remember, casino. Like, I walked through it once and I was like, oh, weird. 
I guess that's probably how they pay their bills. Yeah, because <laughs> rent is not cheap Poker. here in Orange County. So, oh, I can imagine, man. That's why I'm not <laughs> leaving Cleveland, dude. Even though it's going up, but it's cheap, cheaper than LA for sure. And have you always lived in Cleveland? Yeah, I grew up in a suburb a little bit, probably 20 minutes south, 25 minutes, and then <clears throat> I lived. Uh, there's another city in Ohio called Kent, Kent State University, where I was going to school for a minute. Also dropped out, but then I ended up, uh, I'm pretty close to Cleveland again. I'm in a town called Lakewood. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't really see myself leaving unless some big life changes happen, but you know, it's not too bad. It's like five degrees right now. <laughs> Had a crazy snowstorm the other day. Five degrees. <laughs> holy crap. That, that's, it sucks. That's cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, it's supposed to warm up again, and I don't know. Ohio is always pretty brutal in the winter, so I'm used to it. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I've never uh, had to like experience that kind of cold. Like I, I uh, you know, I, I've been to Pennsylvania in like the winter, but like I don't get to that cold. Yeah, there you go, man. That's that's it gets bad out there. I got similar vibes. Oh, damn. Five degrees. Is it like that kind of weather? Like you just stay inside, or is there even any thought oh, to yeah. go outside? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go to work. We'll warm up my car for a half hour before I go out there. <laughs> but yeah, it was. We had a pretty brutal cold front. Usually, we're hovering in like the twenties in the winter, so that was pretty. It's been pretty. We go back up to thirty-four, I think, next week. So this week. Okay. Yeah. Tropical man, thirties. <laughs> yeah, we're having weird weather right now in Orange County. There's like this like rainstorm that's got coming through, so it's been raining for like the past couple of days. Yeah, so it's sixty degrees instead of seventy two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. actually, yeah, we're yeah. We're, we're, in, we're in the sixties. It, it, it's uh, you know, like I like it, but man, it, it gets so like dangerous outside because people just forget how to drive. Like there's like when it yeah. just starts to sprinkle, people just. Like really? there's like accidents like everywhere, like even just on like the normal city streets, not even like the freeways or anything crazy. Damn. Yeah. At least people around here, most people know what they're doing, but not that would, you know, sometimes they don't. Me. Yeah. But. You gotta be, uh, you know, just try to stay as safe as possible. Yeah. I'm chilling. Okay. And I, I, I'm just curious, uh, uh, like for like older like pop punk bands uh I, I'm, I'm just curious like what like you know you're into because you've mentioned a couple throughout the show but i'm just curious are, are there like any other ones that are like you know really influential for you that you haven't talked about um yeah i really liked uh like lifetime i thought it was crazy uh link was a huge one there was this band yeah i mentioned before the dude ben they're called first to leave they're from the Bay, Walnut Creek, actually. Small, small little connection there. Um, I would check them out. I'd recommend them all the time. They're they're a very save the day vibe. Uh, the one record is called Forge of the Future. And uh, Fireworks, I thought was awesome. Still awesome. I think they're coming back. But yeah, that was my shit for sure. Great band. Yeah, they um, they came out here to, and toured uh, recently, but I was out of town. Yeah. So. Well, they they did a show in Cleveland and they asked all years to play, so that was sweet. That was fun. Um, yeah, I was always huge into them. Motion City soundtrack, I think, was pretty cool. But that yeah. kind of nerdy. 
there's another band from Walnut Creek called uh, This Time Next Year. Did you ever get into them? Oh, yes, dude. Yes. Um, their guitar player, Brad, is now, he, he's a booking agent and uh, he helps us out. So another full circle moment. <laughs> That's awesome. They're dope. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I, I I like I you know listen to them uh you know pretty regularly and I'm just like yeah these songs are still so good. Yeah, some it's crazy like the bands that like I thought were awesome you know and like just didn't really get the love I thought that like similar time like a band like I don't know when they were coming up with but you know when you see a band like I mean like All Time Low is like I remember they when they first came through Ohio they were just like a small pop punk band and. My friends like were into it, and I, I actually had never heard of them, but obviously I, I had now. But uh, it's just weird, like that band gets huge. I don't know, maybe because they did the business moves, man. They didn't do the, they didn't keep it core. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, there are certain times I'm like, damn, like why didn't this catch on? Or and this band did, but I don't know. But yeah, this time actually was sweet. Um, trying to get other bands of that time. Yeah, so did, old. Did you ever get into like songs. hit the lights? Dude, Ohio, yeah. yeah. The the first couple records are awesome. Uh, Lighters got to do a tour with them once too. It was sick. But yeah, they're 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 sick. Yeah, I, sure. I I love that band. Yeah, yeah. That that I love that first record. Uh, the one before Skip School. So yeah, that, this is a stick up. Don't make it a murder. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. They had the old singer. He was cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, um, when they were trying to find a new singer, I, I remember they I did like this, uh, like, I, was, I don't know if, like, if you call it like a vlog series or whatever on MySpace, but they're doing like these like series of videos where they're trying to find a new singer. Um, but then it just ends up being the guitar player. And I was like, oh, wow, we yeah. did this whole thing just to have the guitar player. But uh, yeah, yeah it's just this guy. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, he, he did good. Yeah, but I, I wish I could have seen them with the original singer just because, yeah, I, I love that first record. Yeah, they were sweet. They played, uh, they played Cleveland a couple of times. I got to see them back then. But yeah, I, I remember when they were on their come up, um, they were, um, it was like Hit the Lights, Cute is What We Aim For, and Paramore, right? They were all on like the same level getting pushed. And then, you yeah. know, obviously like is what we aim for doesn't really get that hot and then like hit the lights kind of falls off somewhere but then paramore just you know explodes yeah yeah that's because they had Haley williams <laughs> and hit the lights did not <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah but, but it's crazy yeah um uh, paramore's uh chill I, I i like some of their records oh yeah i i definitely like paramore um i didn't really vibe with the new one but the last one i thought was awesome mm-hmm. after laughter i think or is that two i don't know yeah, I think that was the last one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, I've only seen them once. I I, I saw them at Warp Tour. Damn. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. That's but awesome. They just got like too big, where I'm just like, I don't. I'm not like like uh, the biggest fan of going to concerts, even though like I'll I'll, I'll go to like the K-pop concerts, but that's like a little different. But like when it's like yeah, the, like the hardcore uh, pop punk world, I'm like, when it gets a little too big, like I'll still support, but like getting me to go to a like a giant concert, it's like I just you know it's hard. Yeah, I feel the same. It's tough, but I did go to Blink in a stadium and it was dope, or an arena. It was cool. <laughs> I've never seen Blink. Damn, dude, they're awesome. I know. I hey, they're not awesome, but it's that's why it's awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I I uh, 
I got onto Blink like super late, like 2020 nice. late. Yeah, because I, I yeah, had a buddy. Well. Yeah, had, had a buddy from Milwaukee who was like super obsessed with Blink, and you know he had like the rabbit tattoo and all that. And I was just yeah. like, oh, like I know that they're popular, but um, I knew I would probably like them because it's like right up my alley. But I, I just felt like I was always too late. But then like for some reason in 2020, like that's all I listened to was I just like dived into like the discography. So I, I listened to like everything Blink 182. Yeah, that is true. Like if it's like, oh, this is. You know, I'm already missed the train on this. I do get that vibe, you know, but I think I did that with, uh, something that was some bands before too. I'm just like, oh, and people are like, yeah, dude, we know about Rancid, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, then I'm like, oh, yeah, they're awesome. But yeah, uh, they were sick. It was fun seeing, I'm glad Tom's back because Skiba Arrow was pretty dark, pretty bleak. <laughs> are you not a fan of, uh, like Skiba or? I like Trio a lot. And, uh, but when he was in Blink-Man 2, it did not work for me. And I was bummed. <laughs> I was like, just stop, please. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, Alkaline Trio. Um, I, I like Matt Skiba, but yeah, I, I didn't want my first time seeing Blink to be with him, like no diss, but it's just like, yeah, I was like, hopefully maybe one day Tom will come back yeah. and, you know, he's back. So I'm like, all right, I gotta, now's the time. Yeah. I gotta, gotta catch him at some point. Yeah. Now's the time for sure. Yeah, I, but, I did see Travis Barker at Coachella last year. That was pretty crazy. Oh shit! Nice. Yeah, I was. Um, I was Coachella. Coachella was cool. Um, I, yeah. I was on stage for for Scowl and like you know, like I was on like you know, just like the side where like you know, whatever. I was on like stage right, but then across the way, like like Travis Barker and like his like like wife or I think and like her like sisters like came up and it was just like oh Damn. shit, like that's Travis Barker. And, squad. Yeah. And like you know, for him to show up early and to to want to see Scal, I was like, that's awesome. Yo, that is nuts. That is crazy. Yeah, he showed up to Sound of Fury, but I didn't see him. Like, oh I yeah, I <laughs> I heard about that. Like there was like yeah, you know accusations that he like cleared the green room, but then like yeah, yeah I don't know. I was <laughs> I was watching from the crowd, so I didn't I didn't know what happened, but. He can do whatever he wants, man. It's Travis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he he's done a lot, but um, you know, Sound of Fury came out and said that that is that that accusation is false and that that did not happen. Okay, so oh yeah, see, yeah. he's he's pumped. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's with the people. Once I saw yeah. him at, at the scowl set, I was like, for him to to have gotten up early and to get ready and to to go out of his way to to see them, I was like, all right, this guy is cool. He, he's a bad yeah, guy. that's really cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's sick. Yeah, I saw him wearing like a speed jersey or something in like a picture. I was like, dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's uh, crazy, but also really cool seeing like these like celebrities like uh like you know seeing like Post Malone repping like military gun. Yeah, um, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, they're on Taco Bell commercials now. They're playing Coachella this year. Oh shit, that's right. Crazy. Yeah. Which and I, I think they might be the only band from like our like bubble that like is playing this yeah. year, if I remember yeah. correctly. Dude, the lineup for Coachella is always crazy because I'm not like the headliner and then like one random band. I'm like, I don't know any of this. Like, insane. Yeah, and it's it makes like, the biggest fest ever. Yeah, <laughs> it, it makes me feel like like do I even really listen to music because like yeah, it, like like when I I went last year I saw scowl right because um uh, you know friends with them i like their music so i i saw scowl and then um the only other person i wanted to see was like the headliners like black pink but from like scowl to black pink i did not know anybody yeah yeah that's crazy 
Damn. Was that the did not lose play last year too? Or is that they did, yeah, yeah. Different? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, this year military again. Let's go. Yeah, they're they they, they fit that. They, they have that vibe. I think it's cool. It's a good fit for them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. But but it also it, it is wild that, you know, bands from like our bubble can uh, you know, get to yeah. Coachella because that's like, you know, like the biggest, most popular fest in the world. But I but I, but I think it's really cool. I, I know some people get pissed and you know, Coachella's oh, yeah. for like rich kids or whatever. There's always like you know something right. negative like people have to say, but no, uh, I think it's yeah, cool. It's like the influencer fest or whatever, but <laughs> whatever. I mean, dude, that's cool. And they'll go out, they'll do their thing at the fest, and it'll be sweet. Yeah. And I think. And you know they're a, a band from our bubble doing their thing. So for for people to to hate, I I always think it's like ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. I do too. Yeah, because like all the biggest bands, you know, play it. Like uh, like Tile Fights played it. Trash yeah. Talk has played it. Uh, Code Orange was scheduled to play it, but then COVID happened, so um, they didn't get to. Um, you, you mentioned Knock Loose from last year. You know, Knock Loose arguably like what the biggest band from our bubble. So, right yeah it's huge yeah so whenever people like you know get negative about that i just try to just tune it out or just not take it serious yeah yeah they don't know what they're talking about they're not in a band <laughs> maybe they are probably um yeah. okay um but last thing uh you know for no pressure is there like a dream tour out there for you guys or or is there like a band um you know inside the hardcore bubble or outside the hardcore bubble that you guys want to tour with that you haven't so I would say pretty confidently a dream tour for me would be blank, but as whack as like the show would be for us, you know, like playing in a 10,000 foot barricade. But uh, just to say that I got to play with blank would be awesome. But um, I would love to do, you know, like a, a tour with like, I mean, I think it could happen, but like maybe like, like terror vibes, you know, they're kind of like a staple of, HC and I think it'd be sick. I don't know if they'd be down, but play with us. But I was thinking about that. It's, it's like a, something in the realm that could happen. But you know, the whole model of no pressure is literally no pressure. So if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be too upset. If it did, it'd be dope. Um, yeah, Blink would be my dream, or maybe like like Lifetime because that is kind of you know they they were carrying the torch of melodic pop punk getting accepted in the hardcore show so and i love them i think they're fucking awesome so that'd be a cool show to play or maybe when telefight gets back together <laughs> if i'm waiting <laughs> it'll happen yeah it has to right but it's also cool that they haven't done it yet you know yeah i i think um you know it'll happen when the time is right and uh you know on their terms sure which is cool not just doing a little i'm sure they've been offered crazy money but oh yeah not doing it for the money you know yeah and i'm glad that they're you know uh you know just doing their own thing and they're not gonna just you know want to get back together for for a check you know yeah 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 that's what it's all about man Okay. Well, Pat, I truly appreciate your time today. Um, this has been awesome. I had a good time. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate it, man. Uh, but before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to say? Um, stay warm in California while I'm out here freezing. 
Uh, thanks for having me, man. It was fun. I'll see you in Bogota. <laughs> all right. I'll be back next year. We're, go- we're going back. Yeah. Hopefully you, you will be time. too. Uh, but all yeah, right. Thank you sure. again, Pat. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll be back soon. Goodbye.